Open season is off and running. It's the one month a year that participants in the Federal Employee Health Benefits Program have to make changes to their insurance for the coming year. Greg Klingler is Director of Wealth Management at the Government Employees Benefit Association, GIBA. It's a nonprofit that helps federal employees, retirees, and some military contractors make sense of their benefits. Klingler tells Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco federal employees should consider changing their plans, even if premiums haven't moved that much. The most question, and this goes to primarily you know, dental providers or physicians, you know, most of the time people have a, a very personal relationship with, with their doctor or their dentist. There are times where a doctor or a dentist may drop a certain plan from their uh, suite of insurance that they cover. So you want to make sure that your dentist or your doctor still takes the insurance that you're planning on using. The other thing you should ask is if you're looking at transferring, again, make sure that trusted professional takes whatever insurance you're looking at. When it comes to dental insurance, you definitely want to take into account the fine print associated with what's covered and also waiting periods, primarily with orthodontia. Some carriers have no waiting period. Some carriers will have a 12-month waiting period. So the last thing you want to do is make a major change thinking that something's covered you have an expense coming in for, let's say, yourself or your child that's associated with orthodontia, and then you have to wait a year. So those are the, the real major items that we see. The other thing that you want to look at is what changes were made from last year to this year. Most of the changes are going to be very simple in nature. They're not going to be mind-changing. Mind but some of them may actively affect your choice to move to a different plan. So if you take the time to look at your policy, that should be out on opm.gov. One of the first pages shows actual changes in the policy from 2018 to 2019. That's a page you want to pay very close and very special attention to and to see if any of those changes mean make a difference to you. So federal employees got some pretty good news this year in that they are going to be paying, obviously, a little bit more for their health insurance in 2019 but the price hikes are a little bit more modest than they have been in previous years. And some big plans even saw pretty significant decreases for premiums in 2019, including Blue Cross and Blue Shield. So I guess my question for you is, if I'm a federal employee who's in one of these big plans and my premiums have decreased, why should I even bother consider changing to another plan or shopping around? My recommendation when it comes to changing plans is if you're, if you're going to go through the process, you better plan to go through it 100%. Because if you decide to make the change and you don't do a thorough due diligence of the plan, you may be very negatively surprised when something comes up that you hadn't expected. You know, the stats will tell you that less than 10% change plans in any given year. And that's because you know, inertia is a very powerful thing when it comes to choosing insurance. And looking at insurance and looking deep into the policies, it's not exactly the most exciting thing in the world. But with that being said, there are definitely reasons to change. If you see something coming up in your future, whether it be a health or dental-related item, you want to make sure you have the best plan for that specific information. One of the most powerful benefits being a federal employee is the ability to change to such a wide variety of plans. You know, you don't know what your health is going to hold but you may have a really, really good idea of what it's going to hold next year in November of this year. And you can find a plan that's going to cover you and save you a lot of dollars. Blue Cross Blue Shield is, I believe, the largest plan out there. Um, but 
it's also one of the most expensive plans out there. It's very expensive for a couple of reasons, one of which is because it has such a, a large network. But if you live in an area that is very populated, almost all networks are going to be very strong. So the key is really just looking at your needs for 2019, which may be different than your needs from 2018, and applying those needs to the insurance plans that you have available and finding the one that's going to be the best deal for you next year. I think one common question that we've heard from federal employees, or at least a question that it seems like many of them have heading into open season each year, is how do I know if I'm either overinsured or underinsured? How do I know if I have just too much insurance or if I might want to consider making a change and having less insurance? Most of the older federal employees that, that we run into are conservative in nature. That's what we see on our end. And when they're in conservative nature, they're, they're very heavy insurance. Most of the time, we find as financial planners that the level of insurance is actually higher than it needs to be. You know, these people have assets. Um, whether or not they have to pay a $250 deductible for a hospital stay is not going to change their life one iota. And it will ultimately reduce their premium if they go with the basic plan versus the enhanced plan by a very, a very dramatic amount. As a general recommendation, I think a lot of federal employees in this area, the Washington, D.C. area, have probably a more expensive plan than they need. I also would recommend for people who are in good health, high deductible plans can be very good for a lot of different people depending on the situation. It allows you to put money into a health savings account. In 2019, there was actually a change that actually increased the ability of carriers to put in additional money as part of the plan into people's HSA accounts. And about a third of the carriers chose to do that. So now these carriers are putting away more free money into these people's health savings accounts than they did last year. And uh, health savings accounts are not use it or lose it. They will roll over every year. When you hit a certain level, they can be invested as any other investment. And when you turn age 59 and a half, a lot of those accounts are going to look and feel very similar to that of an IRA. So this money sticks with you, and it's funded by the underlying carrier. So for young people, people who are in good health, they really should consider the HSA. Excuse me, the high deductible plan and the HSA. Greg, are there any other changes this year to the Federal Employee Health Benefits Program or to the 2019 open season that federal employees might either notice when they're shopping around for their health insurance or evaluating their options for 2019? Anything that you think might catch their eye that they might want to be aware of? Every carrier now in 2019 can offer three types of plans. So that actually expands the number of choices most federal employees have. A lot of carriers have expanded telehealth services, which I know, I know it's very small and a lot of people choose not to use it at this point, but that's only, going to go, that's only going to grow in one direction. The ability to see a doctor to get a prescription for things that are common, like uh, a flu or an ear infection, that's going to be incredibly helpful and useful to federal employees. And at the end of the day, doing that will reduce costs to both the member and the plan, which in turn will reflect on premiums. In 2019, there are also improved incentives for people who are taking part of the FEHB plan and Medicare Part B. 
some of those extents that have always existed, but they've definitely been expanded for 2019. So, for instance, FEP Blue offers a $600 reimbursement. Many carriers waive copays. They reduce the cost or copays associated with drugs. So there's a lot of added benefits for those people who had Medicare Part B and the FEHB plan. So that may be something you would incorporate into your plan as you look to maybe choose Medicare Part B, or if you have it, choosing a plan that has those really big incentives. Greg Klingler, Director of Wealth Management at the Government Employees Benefits Association, speaking with Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Check out all of our pay and benefits coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com.